Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working class on Deercast. It's episode 5050 of Working Class on Deercast. And we have Josh Sparks calling in from the can we say the new Iowa Jury Outdoors headquarters, kind of? Yeah, I think that that's what we were going for. We just moved into our new office. It's actually an old dental office that uh was the perfect setup. We got some new floors, new walls, got everything rerouted for our servers and we're officially, I think this would be day two of working out of here, working out the kinks, but it's a lot yeah. better than uh, Mark's basement. So I like it too. You have two sinks, which is super necessary in an editing office. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Some, some whiskey in between the little wet bar back there and some cameras. And there's a lot of room for expansion and opportunities. Opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So. But it works in all seriousness. I mean, it's something we're very, very excited about from a production standpoint. You know, the workflow is awesome. We've got a new intern. Uh, his name's Darren. Doing a great job. So awesome. just kind of gives us all our individual space. And, you know, that creative flow is a lot, a lot stronger. So, yeah, I can imagine. I'm excited to come up and see it. Uh, you haven't been on a DeerCast podcast for since the first like five or six, probably when we were at Mark's barn. I was going to say it was a pretty, pretty big day. That was when Mark shot his 216 last year. And, yeah. Uh, I think it's within a few days. Honestly, I can't remember exactly what day, but it was this first week of October, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it's been about a year ago at like as recording. So thanks for coming back on. I've been working with you a lot, pretty much exclusively on the back end of things for working class on DeerCast and some other things with DeerCast. So um, you're a busy dude, man. You're always you're always rocking with something like that. I mean, how are you enjoying the gig at jury since when we first talked when it was kind of fresh, right? 
Yeah, I mean, but it's, when we did that podcast, I want to say I'd been here for just over a month, and it's only gotten better from there. You know what I mean? It's still, I'd say the same thing. It doesn't really feel like work. You know, the no sleep thing continues, but, man, we've made a lot of memories in between that last time and now. Yeah. And last night, we just, uh, not to give a plug or anything, but Wade Robinson shot his biggest deer to date, and I was very fortunate to – be along with them for that for that journey and uh yeah it's gonna be an exciting one to check out so yeah that's a slammer i'm excited to talk to them he needs to get in the studio and get some revenge on the prank we played mark and mark induced that prank for the record really? uh wow. yeah that was all mark i would have never messed with wade um you know what i mean a nice strong handsome deer killing figure that he is i wouldn't have done that if it would have been for mark's influence so he's due to come in and get some revenge so i can't imagine instigate anything like that that doesn't no. sound like no i feel like mark tries to pawn a lot of instigation uh factors off on me in interviews with his guys which is like why would you not right i think i'd probably do the same thing uh given his situation but no that yeah. thing's awesome I, I do want you to show some pictures of that thing in a minute but um I mean, you, you've been all over kind of with the film production and killing big deer and kind of in the mix. Like, I know you're humble and you probably won't admit it as, as much, but you've been around a lot of big deer lately, like, a, you know, the last couple of years, but even more so, especially in the last 12 months. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, you, I mean, you hit it on the head. Like, I've always said that I only get to do the things that I do because of the people I've gotten to work with. I mean. Yeah, you know, I've worked hard and put a lot of time into it behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, I've just had a lot of great influences, a lot of great people to give me opportunities to succeed. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and like last night was just another affirmation of it, man. Like, you know, obviously living in Iowa, I think everybody's got this misconception that you see big deer every year. And no matter where you hunt, that's not the case. I mean, I grew up a lot of years with Lee Her, and, you know, where we grew up. There's big deer, but like I never saw any giants, you know what I mean? And yeah. so camera and editing and whatever it is that you want to call that I do, it has afforded me so many opportunities to be a part of, you know, creating memories. You know, like last night when you watched that episode, like after Wade shot, we knew, you know, we made contact. It was just like I was shaking just as if I had pulled the trigger. And that's right. a really hard thing to explain to somebody like, dude, why do you why do you care about a camera and filming? I'm like, until you do it, it's really hard to explain. But man, like you said, it's 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 been a fun journey so far, and I hope that it continues for very you know far into the future. And I, I've got to see some pretty pretty large deer that you know some people might not ever get to see in a lifetime. And it's very very humbling. Sure. Well, I have no doubt that you're gonna have a long career. You your work ethic is just unlike anybody else's that I've seen in the outdoor industry. You're down to earth. You're you do what you say like. What you say you're going to do, you do it. Um, but one thing I do want to go back and expand on that I think is something to talk about uh, more so now, especially with, uh, you know, we're putting a lot of uh, clips out on TikTok and Instagram reels. And then you start to realize quick, you know, we, we've been doing like one minute debates of like what, a you know, you can't really fully debate anything in one minute. So, but that's mm -hmm. great for the content of people giving in their input too, because we're not going to cover everything. Um, what yeah. I've learned from, 
the internet is everybody just spends more time arguing about who's got what and who doesn't have whatever. And when you talked about the, you know, certain people that you are connected with have given you opportunity to be around big deer and quality bucks and different areas with, you know, in Iowa, better genetics that per, per deer percentage wise, then you're going to find in Virginia or whatever, you know, it's just, everybody knows Iowa, Illinois, the Midwest, where where, where it's at for whitetails. So, but I think what people fail to recognize because, um, and I'm talking people on the internet because it's inconvenient. Um, it doesn't really fit what they have. They're so quick to hate on somebody that has private ground and that tries to kill big deer every year, let them get to five and a half or older, that whole thing. And I think people fail to recognize that money doesn't just give you that effort and hard work and dedication and time and all this have to all come in perfectly to create that opportunity. And I, do you feel that way? Do you feel like it's inconvenient for people to think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think that what is always left out of the equation, no matter who it is, whether it's Mark, Wade, Perry, Terry, Matt, myself and Carson, whoever it is that you want to talk about is the sacrifice of time. I mean, it seems like everybody's really quick to be like, Oh, it'd be really nice if I had that, but you are forgetting the years that you're not seeing, you know, especially like I've gotten to see that with Mark, not so much Terry, just cause I don't get to work with him on a daily basis, but I know it's kind of the same story, but yeah, the amount of sacrifice that we never got to see, you know, on camera from when they were in their teens working, you know, Mark talks about working construction and all the sales that he did of Osseo. And it's like today people are so quick to be like, you know, you've done this or if I had that type of thing. But it's like the reason they don't is because they didn't grind down that path. You know what I mean? Yep. And so that's one thing that's super inspiring getting to work with Mark on a daily basis um, is that, you know, trusting that process, working really hard, you know, it'll take care of itself in the end. So for sure. Uh, it's kind of unique too with like the, the jury internal workings. Cause you have guys that are young that are in the middle of this grind. And then there's guys in the family, Mark, Terry, some of these other, all these other guys that are in that realm that have done the grind and then, yeah, it's easy to see where they're at, like Mark or Terry on the mountaintop and be like, screw those guys. They got money. They have big deer because they have money. I wish I could hunt out of a box blind over a food plot. That's not hunting. But yeah, they don't want to recognize some of the public land hunting, the grind, the 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 crazy glasses and tall hats from the late 80s into the 90s. And you know what I mean? All that hustle. Whereas a lot of you guys there at the office are in that hustle and have hunted prior to this and might not have been around the big deer, but then you come in, you see what it actually takes in the inner workings. And and it goes the same thing as like, well, you're not working class now. Well, it's like you did, you're, you're not recognizing the grind of all the years that my job hated me because I was wanting to work on this project at my blue collar job, that type of thing. So I think I felt like that was just important to bring up and kind of interesting to talk about. For sure. And I mean, make no mistake about it. Like Mark and Terry did not stop grinding. I mean, they do every single person here, if not more, you know what I mean? Like Mark never stops. And again, like I said, I can't really speak on Terry, but I know it's the same. Mark never quits thinking about the next hunt or the next, you know, weather event, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that attention and that attention to detail, you know, bleeds into the rest of us, you know, as a working family. 
And, you know, so I don't think it's fair to be like that. He's still not up. I mean, most people probably, you know, and that, that again, yeah. like for me personally, it was one of the reasons why I was so intrigued by getting to work with him on a daily basis is like, you've met a lot of people that maybe make it somewhere. There's just so very, there's very few that continue to want to remain there. You Do know you, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't mean to make it seem like they weren't still working. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it came off that way or not, but oh. um, for people, you know, that might see you and your, and your career field and that you're doing all these cool hunts and filming cool hunts and editing TV shows and web shows and shows for deer cast and all this stuff. Do you, do you get this a lot? I wish I could hunt for a living. Do you, do you have people say that to you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't really get a whole lot of like, you know, negative per se. I've had a lot of people say that to me. Now, like, that, now that they say that mean they don't mean it in a negative way. They don't think about what they're actually saying. I think. Yeah. I, I usually respond with something along the lines of like, I don't hunt for a living. I just sleep way less than you. That's it. It's the only change. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because like that time that you go and hunt, that does not take away from the daily responsibilities of editing, you know, the deadlines, meetings here, like, Getting to go last night and film with Wade did not make my Deer Season 22 episode any more complete or the <laughs> deadline. You know what I mean? Right. So, again, though, like, man, I, I give up sleep every day to get to be surrounded by the people that I am and getting to be a part of the memories that we all get to share in. You know, I mean, this year has yeah. already been pretty stacked. Like, I was very, very fortunate to get to go to Utah. I got to go with Taylor and Austin out there chasing mule deer. Didn't have success, but, you know, just incredible, you know, knowledge gained. I've never been mule deer hunting. So between Austin's, you know, tutelage, getting to see some big deer. Yeah. You know, against, we just had no wind out there. We just did, uh, did mule deer hunting kind of perk your interest the same way it did like a, like a whitetail would? I, I loved it. I mean, really? it was like, it's hard to explain, but like the, the simple version would be, I felt like the adrenaline dump of a buck coming in was like a very slow increasing as every step you got closer to the bedded animal. And then when you're within that 30 to 40 yards, it's just like this constant, like it could happen at any second, you know, I'm like yeah. that mental game of like being prepared. Um, it was really hard for me. Like, and I know a lot of guys that have filmed those types of, adventures make it look really easy wade's done so many of them you're trying to stalk and film at the same time you know what i mean so you're like looking at the ground and trying because the one thing i didn't want to be was the reason why we screwed something up that was my main goal yeah you know I mean? that's that's um, a lot of pressure too to think like you're you're juggling a lot more more consistently during yeah. the hunt, you know it, it was impressive i mean those animals they were in a spot to live every single time Every time you're like, oh, this is the one, this just didn't come together. But uh, <laughs> right. you know, between that, Wade killing opening day in Missouri again, Perry killing in Missouri, now Wade shooting this giant in Iowa. I mean, it's already this year we've got to be a part of a lot of pretty cool stuff. Yeah, know? I mean, Missouri season's been open, but here the day of recording is October 5th. But Missouri yep. season's been, what, op the 15th of September, roughly, in yep. there? Yep, yep. Very cool. Yep. I mean – that's one thing I think that's changed for me since religiously using deer cast is like early paying attention to factors and weather that maybe I, that were more easily overlooked because they're not highlighted with a generic weather app. So yep. 
I can see that's why a lot of these deer are dying early with like these cold fronts or different weather factors, whatever it may be, um, which is, you know, Perry killing and Wade killing, which is great that Wade killed the bigger deer, you know, th there's a win for Wade. <laughs> see, Harry's looking at the Iowa tag. We'll see. Mark's got me subconsciously just wanting to poke at both of them guys just for like the fun of our work environment. Carson and I, we're, we're on the edges of that. He leaves out of it. We're neutral. <laughs> Yeah, I can't be doing this to you. I'll have to do it with I'll have to save that for Wade Perry and or Mark when we're when they're in, but that's fun. Yeah, I just I gotta keep the peace. Yeah, you're the peacekeeper. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's gotta be cool, man, to kind of you know, lay down the footage on at a giant hitting the ground and, and still being a part of that process. Like you're saying, it's like how how are people can act like why do you care about that? But to me, it makes perfect sense. It's like you're a part of a moment that someone's gonna remember forever. Yeah. That dude, if, yeah, I mean, you just said it best. Like my favorite part about the job, no doubt about it, is it's a very big privilege that somebody would trust you with such an important memory. And then you're the one that gets to, you know, do a little bit of work. And it's something that them, their family, their friends, viewers, et cetera, can watch forever. That's, uh, you know, it's always been my favorite part about the job itself. And Luckily, and that's, you know, falling in love with editing has opened up a lot more doors than had I only enjoyed filming, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, you hit that on the head. Like last, like I said, last night, man, you have to watch it in the video, but there was a moment in the hall where it was just like, oh no, here we go. You know what I mean? And yeah. then when the arrow hit, it was just like, both of us were just like, oh no, oh my gosh, we did it. You know, <laughs> I was like, sitting there at the camera in my hand. I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, shoot this deer but i feel like i just did see you that's know? cool that's you know, cool. for the wade's biggest deer like it's like i said that's uh that's a big honor big privilege and the deer's giant you know what i mean it's, it's exactly why you go through these nights of not sleeping it's all worth it you know what i mean it's crazy to think about this season and how much fun it's already been and we haven't been to the carson and i haven't hunted one time i haven't been to the woods once i've been to yeah. the woods twice for filming but it's like I feel like we've already had an incredible season. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's weird. It does. I mean, I'm not in the same boat you're in, but to me, it seems like season's been open for a long time here at home in Illinois. It's been open in Iowa five days. Um, yep. But, you know, I've been watching everything on DeerCast and following that. And it's like, guys are just laying down hammers already. And it's it gets me excited. It gets me antsy. And I have to kind of yep. like before the podcast, I have to draw the reins on myself a little bit because I'm wanting to make late October, November moves in the first five days when I maybe should just chill a little bit, but you get motivated, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like you said, the whole paying attention to October, I'm in that exact same boat before I worked with Mark, like, I don't know, late October is when you started taking it seriously. Like you looked at those first three weeks and I was always just like, shoot those. That's yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and, um, and it makes you wonder how many missed opportunities did I not take advantage of over the last, you know, 13, 14 years or whatever it is that I've hunted. I mean, yeah. cause like from what I've seen in the last 365 days of working here, this is a good time if you have the right conditions. And like, again, you know, everybody always complains and says, well, dear cast, you know, I think there's like an ego association where somebody's like, don't tell me when to go hunting. Yeah, there is. So like, when to go hunting. It's helping you make an educated decision. Cause like this time of the year, Nobody wants to burn their vacation, right? Mm -hmm. They want to save it for their vacation or whatever. Well, you know, if you have 
And again, man, you can attest to this. It's not because I work here. It's scary accurate. I mean, it is. It is. It, that's what's kind of like a frustrating, and it's got to be even more frustrating for you. But for me, it's frustrating to see guys on lines bashing it. And I'm like, man, they just, they're not giving it a chance and they, and they just don't know. And it's almost like not even worth the argument to go in and be like, hey, man, but I'm telling you, I'll show you one thing, see if I can do it without giving away my spot. Because <laughs> I'll show my farm, right? This has been, I, I was in bed till midnight, one o'clock last night, doing some studying. Yep. Let me get to my spot. Actually, I'll just do a generic spot, but I'll tell you the wind check feature is a godsend. Yeah, it is. So for you guys that aren't on the wind check feature, you're missing out and you can drag that. That's like the shittiest way to show it, but I'm telling you that four or five days. I mean, yeah, like you just said, like again, so I don't necessarily have to worry about burning vacation, but it's like, okay, I have this much editing to do. Um, what day am I targeting for Carson and I to get out our first night? Well, mm -hmm. we got a couple of new permission farms this year and our biggest deer has been showing up very consistently. It's driving me crazy because we can't go hunt up, we don't have the right wind. Well, right, you right. Know, again, looking on that, that predictor in the future, Saturday. Saturday is the day we're going in after him. Um, rising moon, finally get us south after all the norse. Like, and again, it's just it goes back to like it's a tool, you know what I mean? Like it, it blows my mind how many people I got friends that are saying this too. And it's like an, I don't want to say an argument, but it's like, dude, hunters are not stingy spenders. How many pieces of pizza do you buy? You go buy gloves because you lose them three times a year. Like <laughs> you burn money like it's nothing. Yeah. And you talk about a 12 month subscription to a what I would consider a true tool to help people be more efficient. It's not telling you when to hunt. It's helping you become more efficient. And there's a bunch of information in there. Yeah. Along with entertainment, you know, on the media side that it's like, what does it break out to be like five, six bucks a month? Don't yeah, tell no. me that. Those guys deal. dropping more money on OnlyFans a day than they are on their DeerCast subscription. Hey, I mean, yeah, like it, it does not cost a lot. And like, again, it's one of those things like just give it a chance. I really don't yeah. think if anybody listening to this was to get it, that they'd be like, well, that was a dumb purchase. No, I don't think so. I'll show you something. I want to know if you thought about this. Just a, I've been meaning to make like its own separate tip video for this. Um, and maybe there's a way to do it in DeerCast, but I, and I just haven't thought of it yet. Um, but I'm going to show a picture. It's going to be kind of hard to see, but you'll get the gist on my phone here. So I've had an eight-pointer uh, show up a couple of times. Not a monster deer, but a mature deer. And instead of just keeping the trail cam pictures on my phone... What I've been doing is taking screenshots of the uh, the deer cast for that day hourly for the time the deer was there. And I always do it after I get a picture, I go through and screenshot it. And then what I'll do is overlay it onto the picture of the buck. And so when I go through my album, I can look through and see all the deer cast data on, on the picture of the deer. And I don't know if there's a way to do something like that in DeerCast yet or anything, but that's one way I've been organizing to keep track of patterns on like what a buck might be doing on a wind wind direction. And you can see all the weather data on the trail cam photo. Dude, that's awesome. I don't that's know really if you've seen other people do that, but that was something I thought of last week. So that's what I started doing. Sweet. Yeah. No, I, I have not seen somebody else do that. 
Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Figured I'd just put that in there real quick. Hard. Let's talk about Catch a Dream, man. Catch a Dream? Yeah, man. What a Chandler was a pleasure, man. They, they came up from Mississippi. Um, his family was incredible. You know, he was just a very, you know, inspirational young man. Mm-hmm. And Perry actually were able, first night they had the perfect win. Mark talks about in the episode. Um, but this is the first year that Mark was not able to attend because they were being awarded a, I cannot remember the exact award, but it was from the Missouri Department of Conservation. Very, very big deal for him and Terry. And so they just had to go to that. Well, the Catch a Dream family arrived and dude, everything kind of just lined up, you know, like Mark says in the Deer Season 22 on editing, it was a godsend because mm-hmm. the blind that they hunted, well, that was the spot that had the most shooters showing up, no doubt. But you need an east wind, you know. And so to get an east wind with consistent speed, yeah. Not again. I, I hate to keep going back and like deer cast, mm-hmm. but looking ahead, that the family flew in early. Mm-hmm. They they, changed, they were able to reroute their travel plans to take advantage and strike on you know what ended up being his biggest deer to date. Obviously, you know, just yeah. a huge, hundred and sixty four inch ten. You know, and so it's like, it just all worked out. You know, I was on, I got to go home with him for a doe. He made two smoking shots and, uh, man, it's going to be a cool episode. You know, the family, yeah, everything kind of perfect. Can you so, pull up some pictures of that? Can you give us some yeah. sneak peeks? Yeah. Um, I look, I pulled up the, um, award, the market Terry were honored the Lewis and Clark national corp of discovery conservation award from the Missouri conservation heritage foundation. Highest award given by the MCHF for leadership and conservation at a national level. The award is given based upon uh, exemplary service, inspiration, and commitment to benefit the conservation cause. Yep. That's okay. a slammer. Yeah. Boy. Good photo, too, man. Cool deer. For you guys listening on the audio side, Josh is sharing his screen, showing pictures of this slammer. Man, that's a beautiful picture. He had to have been thrilled, man. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, again, perfect shot. I mean, I don't remember how far the deer went, probably 50, 60 yards off the field. Um, And then for those that want to see a sneak peek at Wade's, we're actually going to be up on DeerCast relatively soon, I think. This will probably be launched. Yeah, so this episode will... This has already been out, but if you missed that, you need to go look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Slam. So big old drop time. You know, they call, we called him D8. Wade named him that because obviously mainframe eight corner. Yeah. Seven and a half, I think, drop time, bunch of sticker points. I mean, just world-class animal. I mean, there's there's no other way to explain Dude, this it, but... buck reminds me a lot of the Geyer buck. My dad's buck they shot, we always refer to. Like, it has a lot of similar characteristics. Really? We'll have to get those side-by-side and take a look at it. He's got that uh, inside kicker coming off his right side. He's got um, a drop on the left side, big frame eight. So, are we getting a sneak peek of this video right now? No sneak peek. This is, uh, this is him. Slammer, man, it's a beautiful buck. So, we're very excited to bring that one to the, and we almost got him on the second and uh, got him last night. So, couldn't Pretty be happier cool. for man. I mean, yeah, I just again without saying too much, yeah. Giant. So, 
I love it, man. How's it? How's it editing everything for DeerCast? You know, with like Dream Season Live and everything else coming out and Deer Season oh, and all that. I mean, you just crank yeah. them out so fast. I can't imagine the workload. Yeah, well, so right now I've got the Catcher Dream one that I'm working on currently, um, and then Waves will be next. Carson's working on. I can share my screen again. Give a little shout out to Nick Morris, my good buddy from Northern Missouri. He shot an awesome deer that we were fortunate to go on the track with, and. Uh, so that'll be available in the next few days. Again, this will probably air a little bit later, but uh, Dream Season Live is taking off. His son actually shot an awesome buck two days later following this. So Dream Season Live is just pumping them out. And now with Iwope, and I expect that that part of the cast will, you know, definitely light it on fire too. So yeah. Carson and I, we'll see when we can get out. You know, we're hopefully going to be striking this weekend. I mean, I don't know how much success we'll have, but I think know, a lot everyone, of deer are going to die this weekend, man. It just seems like the weather conditions are great for this early in October. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm looking on making some game plans. You know, we'll see how aggressive I want to get, but um, you know, you go to Deercast and you look, you know, daily Deercast. I'm pulling it into the weekend. It's like north winds, thirty degrees. It's just looking nice. Yeah, no, it's like I said, man. It's uh, not how I would have approached any other year before working here. Mm -hmm. But after seeing how effective October can be, especially, you know, Mark always says they're more predictable. You know, he talks about how maddening November is because it's just such random movement. Yeah. Again, there's definitely some sort of excitement to that thrill of watching the rut unfold. But, man, when you're trying to key in on some specific, you know, target, I can't argue that this is a fantastic opportunity to try and take advantage of. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of evolving with me. Like the more I'm mature as a bow hunter, like I'm liking a cold front in October more than November, but at the same time on November 1st, like, you know, for the next two and a half weeks, anything can happen at any time. And that's a great feeling, Yeah, (laughs) but It's nice too to be in there on a cold front in October, and you know you're not, you might not see the craziness, but you know one could just come out, and if he does, he might be alone, and that's almost even better than have a bunch of does or whatever the situation. But um, it still gives you that game day type feeling, like November does. Yeah. Yep, yep, I'd agree with that totally. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I I'm hoping to film next few days, and then like I said, get out Saturday. So. Well, best of luck to you guys. You and Carson, you guys are – is it like you guys going together or are you guys going to do your yep. own separate things? Yeah, we're, we got permission on the same farms together. And just with our, you know, editing schedule, we're able to coordinate a little bit stronger there. Matt Drury is actually coming to IU. Drew and Iowa tag finally. So he's coming to Iowa today. And so that means that Mark, Perry, Matt have tags yet. So – it, uh, I expect that those guys will be getting into something in these next few days too. So. Very cool. Well, yeah, I imagine this weekend is going to be good. Well, we need you guys to fill buck tags so then we can get a bunch of the jury crew to the studio. Um, for I want you guys to fill buck tags because I want you to be successful. But for selfish reasons, um, it'd be great if we could all just go ahead and fill our a couple buck tags, um, even here in Illinois, so we can uh, have yeah. some free time. <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. I would, I would very much welcome it. It'd be great to get back over there. Yeah. He's been there twice as much as anybody over here sneaks his way in. Every so Lee's week. interesting because 
when Lee, Lee will call and just be like, hey, I'm on my way to the studio. We're going to do a podcast and you can't tell me no because I'm in a cult. And then I'm just like, oh, you're right. You know, you can't, I don't want to mess with that. You know, yeah. I don't really want to deal with it. So it's just easier to just hit the record button and just let him go off about things. It's because um, he's so bored because he can't find the target. That's his problem. That's why he's just. It's oh, part man, of the problem this year. But uh, the guy. I year last year. What's that? You had a good enough year last year. I told him you kill over a 200 inch buck. Like chances are you kind of have a skunky season the following year for a normal person. No, he's, he's definitely putting in the effort to try and find one. There's no doubt about it. He'll find one. He always does. I like talking yeah. to him, man. Like we met, Lee and I met through you. And yep. uh, he, I talk to him on a daily basis about some sort of deer game plan now. Like he's, um, he's got very cult-like in our crew and he's part of, he's a regular now. So, um, he, he, it's the cult power, I guess, but, but people like Lee, man, there's something about him. Like he's polite. He's well-spoken. He still cuts up with the boys and the guy kills big deer. He's just genuine. I mean, that's kind of, if I could wrap it all into one thing, it's like Lee is Lee. He's a great friend. I mean, one thing, again, we kind of talked about, we weren't necessarily close growing up by any means, but you know, when I, I shot my biggest deer in 2020, he drove well it was like two hours and it was like 11 midnight when i called him and he you know he came and i was just like you know he's one of those kinds of friends he doesn't yep. miss it he's just as happy as you know for everybody else to have success so yeah it's pretty easy to see why people would gravitate towards him so well he's passionate too Not, that's a big thing too that i've learned in the last just with the podcast is surround yourselves around good people who are just as passionate about what you're passionate about. And it really just elevates your passion and the good and what you're trying to do. Um, And I honestly remember when I first met our buddies, Ross bigger and Austin Chandler, I remember telling my wife, like, I want to hang around more people like that, that are into the same things die hard that I'm into. And I've done nothing but do that, you know, with, with, the jury family and Lee and Doug and Eric and, and our whole crew. And it's honestly elevated me as a hunter and my passion. Uh, so that's some advice I'd give to anybody. Like if you want to get more into something, you got to surround yourselves with people that are really into what you want to get more into. So yeah. well, we're both very, very lucky in that aspect. I mean, I for mean sure. that's one that doesn't get talked about enough at jury outdoors. Like I think Carson and myself are getting too much credit. There's an entire different studio in St. Peter's, Missouri, that makes a lot of things happen. You know, they're super, super talented guys. I feel guilty I haven't got over there yet and had a lot of them guys on the podcast, but. They're great guys. So, you know, just shout out to them. You know, obviously Carson and I being more involved in the hunting side, we maybe are more interactive per se, but yeah, definitely big shout out to those guys as well. On that yeah, side they do a side. killer job. It's a, it's a, uh, a powerhouse down there too. It's cool to see. Like Marco they always says, takes a village. That's what yeah. they always say. Hey, one, I got a question for you too. When someone comes up, if you're out at dinner with non-hunters and someone goes, hey, Josh, what do you do for a living? How do you answer it without having to explain everything that you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that doesn't necessarily happen, but like the girl that I'm talking to, which you know who that is. Yeah, right. Parents i do you know it's like what's that we try to explain to the parents like what do you do you're like well 
I film deer hunts. I mean, I don't care. Like if, yeah. if somebody's got an issue with what I do, man, they're not meant to be in my life. You know what I mean? I hear you. I was just curious though, like, you know, you that weird weather type conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. Like my buddy Devin. I didn't know really what he did for a long time. But you ask him, he does he's an entrepreneur. He does his thing. You know, he he doesn't just do one thing. But I've noticed when other people I ask him, hey, what do you do for a living? What do you do? You know, it just comes up when you meet someone or whatever in passing. Oh, I, I'm in marketing. That's what he always says. And I'm like, you're not in marketing. He kind of is, but he's not really. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, not, what do you do? So months and make videos. Uh, that's kind of, that's, I don't really go into it. If they ask more questions, sure. But dude, I don't even know what to call what I do. Honestly, I had no idea. Changes day to day. I just have fun. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing. There's definitely days where it's like, hey, what am I doing? I'm exhausted. Yada, yada. Yeah. But 99% of the time, it's just like, life's good, man. Life good is people, good. Good memories. Deer's season's back. Turkey season. Do you ever feel like you punch in or out? Yeah. It never stops. Never stops. I guess that's one thing, a takeaway. If someone wants a job in the outdoor industry, it's like, you're never not working technically. Yeah. And I mean, that's okay know, though. Exactly. I was going to say, you can look at it that way or, you know, those days I get frustrated. I think about like, okay, I could work in any other job doing any other thing. And I could take a week of vacation. Which one do you want? Refocused right back to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be it. in bed working for what I want to do at midnight, yep. which I would never do for another job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it goes back to the whole thing last year on the podcast we did with Mark that as long as I continue to have the mentality and attitude that there's somebody out there that wants it more, is working harder, and would do it for less money per se, um, you know, I think that that allows me or whoever I'm surrounded with to remain grounded and ultimately never get complacent. And again, like I said, man, like I don't like individual accolades or credit because it everybody plays a role in those videos i'm sure i'm punching some keys but it's not a one-man thing it never will be never yep. has been and uh we've got a really good team and i hope everybody's enjoying deer season 22 if you're not watching it i hope you can start to mm -hmm. dream season lives coming with the vengeance and these next three four episodes coming up will be you know very very action-packed and full of entertainment and lessons and big deer so looking forward um, to it man yeah. Well, I appreciate people you taking the time from your what, day. Uh, What's that? I was going to say, for the people that watch it, definitely let us know, you know what I mean, what you think, and leave a comment. You know, it, uh, all that feedback is taken into consideration, and we, we want to make a video that people like to see. So, Very good points. Well, man, I appreciate it, taking time out of your day. I'm delaying. I'm, the more you're on this podcast with me, the less you're doing for your editing, the more it's cutting into your hunting time. Nah. Yeah, that was uh yeah you're exactly right <laughs> <laughs> i just hit the nail on the head there you have to get weight on to get his perspective on his hunt here in the next few days i know i need to i need to i got i got a cold front to hunt that's what deercast is telling me yeah that's a good point walk <laughs> out west again i'm going out west uh a couple weeks yep. and i'm not gonna lie it's gonna hurt me a little bit to leave like with the whitetail woods but I have that elk tag, you know, and I, I got to fill it. I got to do my best to fill it. Absolutely. You know, whitetails are always here at home. Yep. 
and I'm only going to miss five days. Also, it is going to be my days that I like to hunt the last week of October, but I'll be back for the rut. You got all November, all December, part of January. Tag out. You're going to tag out in the next few days. I don't know what you're worried about. I, I like that. I like that positivity. That's what I need in my life. Let's do it. <laughs> Where can people find you? Um, they can find me on, I guess, Instagram. It's Josh Parks of Dury Outdoors. Um, but most importantly, I'd rather people find me at Dury Outdoors, the you know, Deercast, our YouTube channel. And again, all the feedback that we can get. It's welcomed, it's appreciated, and ultimately, like Mark always says, all of it's for the people that are watching it. So for sure. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Thanks Thank for putting you. up with me the last year and then uh, hopefully years to come here as we grow this episode five zero fifty. That's a milestone here for the DeerCast series. Um, it's a lot of content and every one of them has been on video. So that's a big deal for me too. Um, yeah. But we're, we're chipping away. So everybody, yeah. thanks for watching, listening. Uh, let us know what you think in DeerCast. Let us know who from the jury crew or anybody else that you want on the show uh, when these episodes launch in DeerCast. Do it in DeerCast. And uh, we'll do our best to make that happen. But pay attention to the app. Take advantage of what it's telling you and shoot straight. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.